0: You're listening to the ON60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the ON60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now, here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is episode 75 of the ON60 Podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward, and we are inching oh so much closer to our two year anniversary. And it actually takes place. Oh, math. Oh, man. yeah! I'm at Friday. This Friday. Friday. Whew. Sweet. Which makes yeah, a that, that have, makes a good date for our first new logo tease. I was just about to say that. You took the words yeah. right out of my Reese. I was just about to say that. Uh, I think that's a good day to uh, release the at least one half. What are we doing? One fourth. I feel like we have four different pictures, right? What day did we say we're releasing it again? Christmas Eve. I think at like eight. Yeah. Eight eight thirty, probably eight. Because eight thirty is a weird time to release. Nobody released at eight thirty. Do they? Why can't we do it at Ooh. seven? Even better, seven o'clock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to hey, be in bed,
0: Eve. Oh, actually, I have the day off. <laughs> I won't be number. Oh. I have Christmas Christmas Eve off. That'll be lit. Yeah, right. that's good. Yeah, countdown to Christmas. That's less than two weeks. Holy crap! Yeah. Eh? I gotta yeah, do a tease I, every other day then. If we're doing in the first one Friday, I gotta do another one Sunday, then another I, one the Tuesday, another one Thursday, and then the final logo on the Friday. Yeah, so it's five. Yeah. No wow. No. <laughs> Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. And then the main one, right? Or Thursday's so. Yeah, but that's not a tease. Oh, I know. That's what I meant though. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was lost I for a second. No, all good. I do that a lot. All good. <laughs> oh, my. What a weekend it was. There goes the jinx, eh? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. It's not like we had, oh, you know, there's like one or two. Yeah, it no, yeah. started to pile up like pretty badly. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good at all. And, uh, should I play the clip I sent you? Before. Yeah, you got to play this because Colin totally like, oh. Yeah, so I played this clip before we went on the show about what happened when I said there won't be suspensions on my take. Sorry, Matty Rowe. I jumped the gun a little bit. I got to apologize to the insider, the ON60 insider. I'm sorry about that. Or OHL and 60. I got to work on that too. I'm going to botch that a ton, but send this to Reese saying, well, at least I tried. Boy. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. The old Ron Bergen, It did. Yeah. It did get that, out of hand. Yeah, and those are one of those moments, Rooster. I'm just flipping my feet up on the desk, and I'm just saying, that escalated quickly. Wow. Yeah. That, you know what's been happening, though, this year? A lot of times I've been sitting like that, and then the total opposite. But remember before, like pre-COVID, we were on heaters and now I'm saying it and I'm, it's not going my way. I'm fighting it lately. I'm fighting it. So I got to get in the wind called. I said, well, I mean, golf did turn around. So that's kind of, I was in trouble and then I went out. So this is the first one with suspensions, I guess, but yeah, not fun. Not fun. Down days. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. So yeah. if, if you're tuning in, our second segment will be called who got suspended this week. Might as well change that to a by, segment. Like, holy crap! Sponsor, sponsored by the OHL's Media Notes. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we got a few to go over this. Today. This week's second segment is brought to you by the OHL Media Notes, where we have suspensions every day that ends with a Y lately. <laughs> Boom! Oh my god! The old uh, That's I got to do awesome. the old Michael. I got to do the old Michael Scott from The Office. Boom, roasted. You've been suspended. Boom, roasted. It's like an Oprah. You get a car, you get a car, you get a suspension, you get a suspension. That's what it's like. You can tell I'm fired up this week. I reached for the suspension. Yeah, you're pretty pocket. fired up. Yeah, I saw a clean hit on Friday too. It received a charge. So that was kind of odd. Yeah, I heard you weren't the only one that thought that. Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> I was, yeah, my Twitter was going crazy there about that. I just tweeted out it. Honestly, I tweeted out it was the cleanest hit I've saw all year. It was the nicest hit I've saw all year. I don't know why that's a charge what? in a 10. I don't I think f- it's because his helmet went off. But I was going to say, I can't already- remember if I asked you this, but like, is it the same situation where I saw the Niagara the week earlier? He get a nice shoulder check into the chest. Well, oh, his head went back. A- that's a headshot. Exact, exact same hit. Exact same hit. I can't believe I didn't say that to you. I'm sorry about that. When I texted you about that hit, I can't oh, good, believe man. I didn't add that. But now that you say that, Yes. 100% because it's one of those where I think it was because his helmet flew off, but yeah. he went like a fish out of water, man. Like it was wild and McSorley caught him clean halfway behind the net. And if you see the London Knights Instagram and Twitter, they tweeted that out at the time McSorley hit. It was probably the nicest hit I've saw all year. It was a clean hit. It's just because his helmet went off and I can believe no one on Windsor stepped up went after McSorley usually in the old days we used to see that all the time so the times are changing in the Ontario Hockey League which is kind of unfortunate in my opinion but we'll get to that yeah well and it, it's funny you get in those situations where the helmet comes off and I asked Mason Howard this uh after that hit in the preseason I go
1: so you yeah. got nothing
0: right like Same I just him. want to check in did you get anything he goes no I got nothing I go oh okay Like, did they explain, like, what went on throughout the entire thing? And they're like, yeah, they're like, it just looked bad originally because his helmet came off, but it actually wasn't. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. legit, simple enough. You know what I don't get, though? So why do the refs get to review it, right? They get to look at the tablet on the match penalties, right? But, like, how do you not overchange that? Legit. Like, I think if I was rapping, and I mean, obviously, I'm not a ref, but in my opinion, I would just, if you see the call, and you see, so you go back on and watch on the tablet, right? Oh, it's just his helmet off, but it really was a good hit. You look at the shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. His head's not anywhere near his head. It's per, It's a perfect textbook body check. Yeah. That's, I wonder how much that would hurt to overturn it and not give a penalty at all after you originally gave a penalty. I mean, that's kind of like a cardinal sin not to get, like, you don't overturn a penalty because then you have one team very upset with you. I was, I was going to say, it's a I win lose situation, anyways. Yeah, I think you get into the situation where, you know, say you take the penalty off the board, not clean hit all good. And the other team goes, Oh, so we're, we're allowing these hits all game. Open all season. Right, now it's our turn. It's now we're, yeah, exactly. It's open season. We're going to go at there guys, just like they came at ours. And then you have something to start it. So I think at least you got to give them like, I don't know. So just, if it's not a penalty, how do you call it? But at the same time it, you, you are saying like, game. Oh, we're going to, we're a- going to allow like these big hits and I'm not against it. Like we grew just up on and hits. That's exactly like, that's what it's about, right? So I mean, <laughs> exactly the like, ground we're, line. We're all down for that, but you are Here like, we essentially were born as a ref saying, "Oh, you're not even going to give them one thing." All right, well, our guys are going to have the, all the freedom to go do that themselves and try and, and you know, one player is going to screw it up and is going to hit ahead and over. then then we yeah. have a problem. Which that's that's, that's, right, the, that's the balancing act, right? You got to figure out. You know how you, yeah, balance that out. It's tough, and I'm kind of overthinking it there. I think because, like, you know how I am. I'm old school. I like know. you said, we grew up. We grew up watching the Red Wings, Nick Cronwell. and I mean, growing up around watching a lot of nights. They've always had that big defenseman, that big forward that could hit, right? You know that with Windsor Kitchener, like they've always had those big, rough and tumble guys. Where it's old school hockey and it's fun. You see the arenas packed and. Unfortunately, I think that's a little bit why the attendance is hurting. Obviously, there's a lot more than that, but it might be a little bit. of It might factor in a little bit because there's a lot of people that have been on our Twitter messaging us and tweeting us about that, about how there's it's not the same and it's not as interesting and mm-hmm. so-and-so. But I can see their point. I can really see their point, and that's why I kind of want to bring it up. I know it's a touchy subject for us, Reese, but it's true. it is true, and... I think I'm overthinking a little bit with the penalty, with overturning a penalty because you can't really do that. But like yeah. at the same time, and then you have all the delays with the reviews and stuff, yeah. and then it's an even bigger mess. But why are we suspending guys for to be determined? And the next thing you know, they're only out three games. Like yeah. it's kind of odd, you know, like it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. It just seems yep. like a mess right now. No, and like like we said, we're gonna we're gonna let you know who isn't playing. Uh, for the foreseeable future and huh, feel really bad for Joe Carroll and Pasquale Zito show guest, um, who aren't playing until after the Christmas break. So you really feel bad for them, but um, yeah, we'll go over the whole list. We'll update you on who will sit for a couple games or a few games or five games or four games, but um, that will come up in segment number two, kind of give you a rundown of the show. We will go over our featured game from last week. On Sunday, very good hockey game. The Barry Colts defeating the North Bay Battalion. 1-0 at the Memorial Gardens. So we will touch on that in a few moments here. Uh, overall thoughts on the weekend, of course, as we always do. We kind of observe uh, different games. First weekend for me and a few weekends that I haven't been at an OHL rank, which really sucks, but i oh, oh well. yeah. had stuff to do. Had to get prepared for big Grey Cup win and then have some... <coughs> guy tell a player to take a knee in the end zone yep really enjoyed that um yeah of course the world junior roster is out hmm that's all i'll say about that not right happy. now not happy about one selection i just think our show guests the uh, well, our show guests definitely know and our listeners definitely know I understand that yep uh There's a DJ uh, Yeah right yeah I know That doesn't give it away uh, oh. Three more trades in the Ontario Hockey League That was really enjoyable um, Yeah a couple big names as well So uh, we'll get to that Suspensions Give me a second need? as I keep scrolling down Because Colin's got them all listed Okay Alright no, no, there, no, 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 no. there we go <laughs> uh, Players of the week of course We'll get to that uh, We saw the goaltender play outstanding uh, on Sunday for the actually we saw Ooh. a very good goaltending duel um, but Matt Kuzda gets goaltender of the week so we'll touch on that and then of course get to our featured game for this upcoming week as we finish off the first half of this season I don't know do math eh. yeah I don't know if it's half amount of games but we look at it as the halfway mark so uh, we'll touch on that and then of course, leading into our two year showversary, I like <laughs> yeah. that word, eh? Yeah, that's a good one. I don't um, we'll look back, favorite memory from the first two years. That's Ooh. kind of an on the spot thing, but uh, we're going to do that right <sighs> at the end of the show. That'll be, that'll be a fun segment to round out. What's, the show. I want to know what the show guest, I want to know the show guest or the listener's favorite memory of the show. What's a segment that you, the listener, know? that always remembered about us because I'm sure there's IP in it. Well, I mean, it it sucked. We'd have to, we've had to get rid of some of them, you know, the traffic reports gone, uh, which is very unfortunate. I mean, Ooh. maybe we'll, maybe we'll get back to once we start in the new year, we'll get back to doing captain obvious key to the week. Um, cause we've oh, kind of yeah. gotten away from that. Obviously what we'll, you know, with the the new name, you know the new platform, I think we're going to see it a little bit more right. structured. So, We'll start you to get what? those segments in there and Captain Obvious key to the week will probably return because Well, suspensions are kind of depressing. So we got to try and make it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. So here's a message to all the players. Don't get suspended so we can do the Captain Obvious uh, right key that's to what the I'm week. Saying. Because it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And the drive report too. We can do that going to featured games because that's a fun Ooh, one. Yeah. That's a because there's I'm a lot at. of times where we get fired up on the roads so and there's a lot of stories we have before we get on air so that are shareable. That's so. very true. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe include that, too. But I got to think if there's a cap and obvious key of the week this week in the featured game. I don't think there is. We'll figure one out. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Yeah. All right. To our featured game, Barry Colts North Bay Battalion meeting for the second time in less than 24 hours. Uh, they met the previous night. At Sadlawn Arena, it was a 3-2 uh, shootout win for the Barry Colts on home ice. What a game. Yeah, that was a really fun game. Um, and then it just bled into, into Sunday. It was a one nothing Barry Colts win over North Bay. And that one goal came with seven and a half minutes to go in period number three. This was all about the goaltenders. Of course, we will get into that. Um, Not much of a scoring summary, so it won't take long to do this. Evan Veerling gets the game winner, his eighth of the year. Like I said, seven and a half minute mark, or 12 and a half minute mark, seven and a half minutes left. Uh, Ethan Cardwell, Nathan Allenson, assisting on Veerling's shorthanded goal uh, to put Barry over the top. Barry easily could have had four or five goals in this game. You could tell early on that they had the momentum coming out of that shootout win. You know, exactly. Devin Santis was really good. He had to be really sharp to start the game. Barry had, you know, they probably led in scoring chances six, seven, nothing to start the game. Like I remember the uh, Colts had one rush. Can't remember who the forward was. It might have been Olison. Um, you know, Devin Santis made like three saves in a row. He, Made two on his glove hand side, and then he had to slide across, make one uh, with his right pad, moving moving left to right, and just like he he was the reason that this stayed one or you know zero zero after one, and then eventually into the third. But um, no, it was nice to have a goaltending matchup. We've had a lot of featured games where there's been quite a few goals, so uh, to have a one nothing game, I don't think we were looking for that. That's our our first I think one nothing game. Yeah, It was one of of those games, and it turned out where we get into the second period. It's like we're at the commercial break in the second period, and we look over to each other and say, next goal wins. This is overtime hockey, and we're only halfway through the game. It had that feel to it, and it definitely was. But what a playoff series that could be if Barry-North Bay meet. What a series that could be. and A lot of takeaways from that game. It was a fun game to do. That was a fun one. I'm glad we got to do it. Like you said, Reese, you could really tell that North Bay and Barry – North Bay kind of had that bus leg. I mean, you go to Barry and you ha- the night before, and you have that – not bus leg, but you get back late, you know, and you don't get to stay in your own bed. You're driving back after the game, Barry goes up early the next morning. And you could tell they were coming off of a win, and they played a really good game. It was a good system game. But at the same time, it wasn't because there was a lot of chance. Got a penalty shot, get stopped by Matt Guzda, which was massive, which was massive in that game, and play- goalie of the week for Guzda, rightly so. I mean, well-deserving. And yeah, he started it, both games for the Colts. Yeah, yeah, to play back to back and get a win late like that, close games, win the shootout, and then get a shutout the next day—that's a quick turnaround, and that's tough to do. So, congrats to Mac. That's huge in Knoxville, Tennessee. I love saying that. You like saying Tennessean? Oh yeah, Knoxville, Tennessean. I've been in Knoxville. It's really nice. I've stayed there yeah. like three times. Hey, on the way back to and from uh, Florida. I did that drive three times. Okay. For anyone wondering, what it's like? Yeah, I don't recommend it. It is it? stupid long. It is like twenty-two hours in a car. Not a fan of that. No. Yeah. Why didn't we fly? I don't know. That's a question they should ask you. So Reese, you asked me about the Ohio State game. I mean, Ohio State hockey had a big one on Saturday, but I just okay. want right. to I just want to. I just want to ask you one question, Reese. Why didn't you fly? You know, it's just, you know, the paycheck wasn't there. We didn't forecheck or backcheck enough, so we didn't get our paycheck. And, you know, we had to make some sacrifices, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the wrong person has to take it. And, unfortunately, it was me. So, um, yeah, we ended up driving. And, uh, you know, looking back, it was a very poor decision. But, you know, that paycheck wasn't there. So, we just had to drive. (laughs) all right short end of the stick i get it although it is a fun game counting how many damn waffle houses you pass on the highway (laughs) holy crap you (laughs) get you get south of ohio like you start getting into kentucky tennessee like georgia there is a waffle house like they're like the Timmies of this of i-75 heading down to florida there is one every second interchange so you can stop at each one so (sighs) I don't first, recommend stopping the there because step, it the, is ugh, the ugh, first one you can but, put a sweater, you can put a sweater on cause you're getting close to a short season. Then you man, get to Florida know, you're ready right? for the weather. Anyway, go to anyone driving to Florida. Take that advice. Stop at every waffle house. One time. And I dro- you can change your clothes. Stop to the at every weather. waffle house. That'll be like a 44 hour drive <laughs> and you can slowly get changed. Then like, once you get to Florida, boom,
1: And I remember the one time,
0: I remember the one time we drove down on Boxing Day. My brother had his USA jersey on. I had my Canada jersey on. Everyone, everyone's looking at us like, like, especially when we get into like Tennessee and Georgia, and everyone's looking at us like, what the hell are you wearing? We're like, (laughs) it's called the hockey jersey. Now we didn't say that, but they're like, Oh, isn't like some big hockey tournament going on? And we're like, Actually, it's a really big hockey tournament, but all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, kind of they uh, favored World my genius. brother having an American jersey on, but enemy territory or East enemy territory. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, uh, back to the featured game, Barry North Bay. I mean, the chances were there. Each team had five opportunities on the power play. You mentioned the penalty shot, and after the. After that penalty shot stopped by Guzda, it's I I think we were at that point where we're like okay Barry's gonna win this game because that was really it wasn't North Bay's best chance of the night but it was definitely top three and you knew if they couldn't score on a penalty shot you we're knew Guzda score. was gonna put up a donut yeah you I mean, only twenty six shots against but still yeah. he he was locked in and on that penalty shot like he there was. There was no ankle breaking. There was no, like, you know, sliding the wrong. He was on that shot the entire time. So, um. and also, and also, a quick shout out to Don De too. Expecting Joe Verbadic who played Saturday night. Maybe go back to back because I mean the way team submits their lineup first, so you get to see who's starting, right? So Mac Hughes is starting. I'm surprised I surprised didn't go back to Joe Verbadic, but. Dom Divacentes came in and played really good as well mm-hmm. in the North Bay net. There was a couple of opportunities where, where Barry was threatening on them. I mean, you look at the third period, the shots were different. The sh- that was the, probably the only period of the game where it was really not even, where Barry started to take it over. other than the penalty, But penalty shots saved by Guzda, and Divacentes had some big ones as well. So I just wanted to mention that quickly because a shout-out to him, he's three and six. But 289 goals against and a save percentage of 906. It's starting to get better. And talk about a good goaltending situation there in North Bay. So Mm -hmm. I quickly want to bring that up because he played good as well. Well, we saw that. We saw DiVincente play really well in Niagara. Um, Yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago. I know we're talking about Niagara, the last place team in the league, but they still fired quite a few shots at him. And he, you know, he was up to the task and uh, he was. He was outstanding, and that's just – when you can have a tandem like that, and they mentioned it on the North Bay broadcast, it's, you know, Joe Verbedek is the present right now. He's here to help this team win now, this year, and Devin Sentis is just going to step into the role when Verbedek moves on. And, like, what, what better situation could you have? And in this week's segment where Colin mentions it for the 20th week in a row, the best GM in the league right now, Adam Dennis. Uh, I mean, Adam Dennis has done a great job, and that's just what Adam Dennis is going to do. And he brings over that London factor, right, where London always had depth. And Adam Dennis had depth when he was there. Adam Dennis was there with Jared Coleman in 05 where they had that goaltending duo, right? So he knows what it takes to win, and that's just really good GM, really good scouting by North Bay, getting a guy like Devin Santis Because, like you said, Reese, they're in there for the now. North Bay believes they can win a J. Ross Robertson trophy right now, and I believe they can too. And the next year, okay, Ty Nelson's a drafted player. He even Senthis is there. Then, look, then now, watch, they got year, years to come, multiple years of being good. Daylon Wakeley as well. They're a very good team. Arden's as well, high pick. They have the guys for two, three years to win. And when you look at the Eastern Conference, when you look at the teams on paper, you can rightly tell that Adam Dennis is coming from that London tree because what's London done forever? They've always had picks and they always develop guys. So then when the Mitch Marners co- go out, okay, we have the other guys coming in. And now you look at it, North Bay, it's the exact same problem. And props to Adam Dennis In North Bay is very deep. And I really like their team. Yeah, well, and we could potentially be talking about the 2022 Central Division champions. Uh, North Bay Battalion right now sitting second in the entire Ontario Hockey League, two points behind the Kingston Frontenacs, who do have two games in hand on North Bay, as does London, who is uh, tied with North Bay at 35 points. But yeah, just look at their splits. I mean, the North Bay Battalion, they've scored 105 goals. Um, Only five teams have done that so far this season. Uh, When you look at Sault Ste. Marie, Hamilton's done it. Uh, Guelph has done it. North Bay and then... Kingston London is at 92 and I'm sure they'll get to a hundred this weekend, but um, they've only given up 76 goals and that's, that's how you win in the league is you don't give up a lot and you score a lot. And as that's the captain, obvious key to the week right there, score more than your opponent. I figured it out. Yeah. yeah. yeah as obvious <laughs> as that is, but.
1: You know, the
0: North Bay battalion, they've been in this position for the last two weeks or so They're six, two, one, and one in their last 10, uh, you know, Teams around them, Kingston's 8-1-1, one, and London's 6-4, Guelph's 7-2, 0-1. Like, you just go down the list of all those teams at the top. Like, North Bay has been competing as well as anyone has this year. And, you know, as early on, we talked about the London Knights being, oh, they're the established team. They're ready to, you know, win. Um, they're ready to win a division, a conference title, OHL title. You know, even they've got the regular season locked up. Oh well, no, Kingston... Uh, despite not having Shane Wright right now, I think they're still going to win hockey games. North Bay Battalion are still going to win hockey games because they really, like, everyone's still there. Um, London, well, they got their leading scorer back. The MVP. Like, you know, that's that's As much as people don't really look at, you know, who finishes first, and it's a nice, you know, accomplishment to have, but, you know, it's almost like the Tampa Bay Lightning Theory When you look at the top five teams with Kingston, North Bay, London, Guelph, and Hamilton, you could even possibly throw Mississauga and Sault Ste. Marie in there. But, um, you know, let's get in the playoffs and then we'll win. And that's that's really, I think that's what it's got to be this year, especially because uh, as much as you can look at the bottom teams, you know, around the seven, eight, eight spot, um, even throw that ninth team in there in each conference, I really don't think it's going to be that big of a blowout year which kind of goes against my point of saying oh let's just get in the playoffs and we'll start winning well no it's you got to learn how to win in the regular season and Kingston's doing that they they've been a team that hasn't been near the top in a while north bay hasn't been near the top in a while so you know these teams are learning i mean obviously london guelph they've been there hamilton's won an ohl championship despite you know the group not even being there anymore so you know it's it's learning to win in the regular season until you get to the playoffs but you know, once you start to separate yourselves, like I think Kingston, North Bay, London, uh, Guelph, Hamilton, uh, they're going to do once the World Juniors come back and the trade deadline happens. Right? It's just you know, exactly. keep playing well, stay the course, don't get hurt, and
1: you know we'll exactly. be fine.
0: Yeah. yeah, avoid all injuries at all costs. Obviously, yeah. it's hard to do, but you mm-hmm. hope so. And Reese, do you want to get to the World Juniors quickly because that's a great segue talking about. So the seven players that are on the team Canada, one getting cut, Brett Brochu, Will Cooley, Mason McTavish, Ryan O'Rourke, Cole Perfetti, Donovan Sabrango, and Shane Wright. Congrats to those guys. But Reese, we want to talk about Luca Evangelista not making the team, unfortunately. We're both we're both very surprised. And I cannot believe they didn't make the team. In my opinion, in my opinion, he is the MVP right now in the OHL because when you look at the past, when you look at the weekend this past week, London wasn't very good. They were 0-2. And he was a big reason why they weren't good because he wasn't there. And obviously had a lot of depth out to Like six guys out of the lineup. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's hard. Yeah, really seeing his first action in a while. Like after mono. Yeah. After battling yeah. mono, which is very tough. Yeah. And that, that was a tough situation for them. But I quickly want to mention that six guys out and had two forwards playing D in Brody crane show guest, not a big deal. And Liam Gilmartin who had a really good job. Who did a really good job at, on D. You might be like the new Brett Wilichka, Tyler Ferry type player for them. <laughs> but it's about Luke Evangelista. Reese, we mentioned this last night when we found out about the news. Do you think now London goes all in before the roster freezes? They got a shot here. Pastor Joff is gone from uh, Guelph. That was, that's a team that's one behind them. London has a game in hand. Mm-hmm. They play sat, They play Saturday afternoon in Guelph. What an opportunity for the London Knights this weekend! Do the Knights make a move, or wait till after World Juniors? Because realistically, there is guys here that they can make a move. That make they can make a move right now, and other than Mason McTavish, often still here. That was in the rumors early, unless it went away all of a sudden. But I'm sure yeah. it didn't. So, what do you think the odds are of the Knights making a chance making a move? I think I feel like they're definitely in talks. But yeah. what's your thoughts on that? Well, I. Th- I think it, that's a good point you bring up. I if they do make a move, I think it'll be up front. Obviously, would you don't be. have to replace Evangelista for the next 2 weeks, but line, mate. Yeah, exactly. Get them some support, maybe get some second line help and, you know, push some of those guys down to create that depth scoring that you need to make a run. Like, you know, and the only reason I say is they go get a forward is because I'm sure the talks have started. I'm sure they've reached out to the league already. I'm sure they've reached like out to, to Mister Mayu's people and parents and himself, you know, to try and figure, hey, what's going on? We need to know, like, our, like, life. what's going on? Is he coming back the beginning of the year? Is yeah. he going to be a London Knight on the ice um, come 2022? And yeah. they have to make that decision. Obviously, they don't have to make it before the World Juniors start, but. That decision has to be made, and you think it's that process must have started. They must have started that at the beginning of the month because they're like, Oh, geez, it's December already. And we're kind of feeling like that. We're like, um, world juniors is two weeks away, really. Like, yeah. that went by quick, and the London Knights are probably in the same situation, they're in talks with the league, they're in talks with you know hockey Canada with everybody. I, whether Montreal or not, I have no idea. Montreal's kind of irrelevant right now. Um, but yeah. You know, I'm sure they're involved in some form, but that that's why I think a forward is more realistic and whether it is Othman that, you know, I think that's an obvious choice you could put. Um, obviously McTavish, but can't do that right now. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting because there's so many teams that are near that top where, oh, well, it's going to be tough to get someone out of a division rival unless it's Erie. Um, just because they're 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 out of it already. I hate to say it, they're they're pretty far back. But and then one of their top players gets a suspension this week too, so that kind of puts them behind the eight ball, doing the trade talks because he doesn't come back till New Year's. I agree. It's a tough situation. No, but I think I think they're definitely discussing it. Like, would it surprise me before the the World Junior start they make a trade? Absolutely not. Because this is the last week. It would have to be so. Today's Tuesday, it would have to be done before Friday. It would have to be done in two days. just last weekend before the yeah. roster freeze too, right? Yeah. Uh, it's tough. It really is tough. I'm sure they're I'm sure there's talks about it, but as for every team's in talks, I'm sure Guelph's in talks now that Pasta off at the, job, the yeah. World Juniors for oh, yeah. the Americans and London getting Luke Evangelista back. I mean, they've yeah. done it before at Guelph. Guelph. They've done it before in competition couple years ago, in fact, when golf reverse swept the London Knights, mm-hmm. it's just, they'll go, they'll be going at it one for one, trade for trade. And it's going to be exciting to see those two teams in the Western Conference go head to head because they're both loaded. And I think that they're the bo- most two established, obviously, after this week. It's hard to say that, but it's still the London Knights. They still have Luke Evangelista coming back. And basically everybody's going to be back now, except for Brett Rochue, who's obviously a massive piece. Brett is a massive piece, but they're still going to be a good team. Yeah, well, I mean, Flores and Onuska, they're very capable of carrying the load until brochu yeah. gets back, right? So, um, yes. Yeah, it's in, like, I mean, you can look at certain teams that there's no way. Kingston, I think you could put on that list. North Bay, probably. I think Hamilton thinks they have a really good shot, so it, well, it's Hamilton. tough to find anyone on their team where they'd be like, oh, yeah, you can have them, no problem. Well, it, like, obviously, there'd have to be a lot of negotiating, but I mean, like... Hamilton has a good <laughs> – they have a low-key good team. Well, speaking of Hamilton, here's my stat of the day. So, they play Saturday they all the segments them. in here, eh? Dang. Yeah. So, they play Saturday in Ottawa. They win 8-3, to three, Reese. You're never going to guess this. Yan Mishak, minus two, no points. Would you ever guess that? They scored the Ham- eight goals. And he was a minus two, no points. That's the stat wow. of the day. It's a head scratcher stat of the day, but that's the stat of the day because he's, you would never guess that. Yeah. You would never guess that. And yeah, they went 8-3, and Yam yeah, Mishak, their top player, minus, minus two, no points. Hmm. Very interesting. Four shots on goal, nine for 13 on the draws, though. So that's an okay day. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. But yeah, interesting stat of the day this week. Yeah. Well, that leads us into the break. First break of the day. Uh, First segment went half an hour right on. Yeah. We knew it was. We were coming out of the gates flying. Oh, yeah. We're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, When we do come back, trades. That's exciting. Suspensions. eh, Not really, but it's something we have to discuss. Uh, So we will talk about that. And then, of course, players of the week. Who won player of the week? Already kind of given it away. He won goaltender of the week after Matt Guzda shuts out North Bay, one nothing in our featured game. Um, and then, of course, player of the week. And then we will get to this week's featured game. And as we come up on two years, we will chat about our favorite memory. Maybe favorite show guest. I don't know. That could be a favorite memory. First two years. Yeah. We'll talk about it. So all of that is coming up next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60 follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demani along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at the Owen 60 podcast Linktree is there wherever you listen to podcasts. The link will be on our Linktree. Uh, as well as to our website, Joe Vanderland. He's got all of his articles up there. Uh, so make sure you go check it out again at the on 60 podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget as of January 1st, we are now the OHL, or we will be the OHL in 60 podcast. Not much of a change, but a change. Uh, We're heading deal. to the Hamilton Bulldogs audio network and we will have four teases for you leading up to Christmas Eve, when we will reveal our new logo that will begin making the rounds on January 1st. By the oh, way, I forgot the... Sorry, go ahead. What are the chances I botched the 0 sixty to OHL at the start? I 1, feel like it's... 1,000%. Gonna... Yeah, like, there's definitely going to be a chance where I do that. I so probably will, too, heads up. too. Oh, well. Yeah. First segment coming back. First segment coming back. I guarantee it. What want to say it. Guarantee it. It's a guarantee. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I forgot about it in our first segment when we were chatting about our featured game. That Saturday night win for the Barry Colts was win number 469 for Barry Colts bench boss Marty Williamson, 10th all-time. In OHL history, 251 of those wins are behind the Colts bench. The other 218 are in St. Catharines with the Niagara Ice Dogs. Very so, good coach. Nice. Nice accomplishment from Artie Williamson. Oh, big time. Very good coach. And he's got that uh, Barry team moving in the right direction. It's good. Oh, definitely. 100% he does. I mean, one of the most historic coaches in the Ontario Hockey League, so congrats to already. That's pretty yeah. cool. All right, to the trades. I guess we'll go in order of date, I guess. That <clears> works. <throat> uh, first off, Stuart Roloffs goes from the London Knights to the Oshawa Generals. A Kitchener third-round pick in 2024 and an Oshawa sixth-rounder in 2025 are heading back to London. And Colin, you're all about uh, this is a culture trade, uh, you know just just get them a new look in the Ontario Hockey League, get them on a new team, see what happens. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good deal for both teams because London obviously they want to get these young guys in the lineup and see what they got. Potential trade deadline candidates, and then they get a nice third round pick back as well. You see a lot of third round pick in 2024. That's going to go for somebody good. That will be an elite player trade. So that's a good return for. The Knights and Stuart Roloffs, it's an excellent opportunity. First off, you think about the player, right? in the deal when it's picture for a player, you always think about the player first. And for Stuart Rolos he's playing on that fourth line in London, he's a fourth line center. He gets to go to Oshawa and be the first line center with Harrison and Tulio. Nice spot, nice transition to go from London to Oshawa in center line. of Brad Harrison, a draft pick with Austin Bruins, and a draft pick of the Edmonton Oilers in Ty Tulio. So, very good trade for the Oshawa Generals. It's an you can trade a third round pick, right? You, you can make those deals. And uh, that's a good one right there, especially after they got some picks back in the cook deal with the Niagara Ice Dogs, the Lost League, and quickly turn those picks around and trade them for somebody else, a player. Yeah. So that's a good deal. Trade number two, we had to figure this one out. Uh, Jacob Maylett goes from the Guelph Storm to the Windsor Spitfires, the two picks going back to Guelph. Windsor's fifth rounder, uh, this coming OHL priority selection. And then a conditional 12th rounder in 2024 yeah. pick uh, is also Windsor's. Yeah, probably if he, it's probably if he comes back or plays a certain amount of games. He's an 3 yeah. right? So. And then trade I'm number three, Mississauga Steelheads are sending Carson Christie to the Saginaw Spirit. And Colin finds a lot of value in this one because the Big Mississauga time. Steelheads are getting a 10th rounder in 2025, from Saginaw, it's their pick, and it's a conditional pick. Yeah, and I really, I really like Christie's game. Carson Christie's a really good player. He's a high pick, 38th overall in the 2020 draft for Mississauga. And in his minor midget year, he was a high talked about player, a big possibly going to the USHL type guy. We saw it with Fantilli. Christie's right really in there, 62 points in 36 games recent his minor midget year with the U16 Oshawa general. So he can, he's got skill and it's there. Saginaw, you sat with Fantilli as well with that pick a couple seasons ago in the draft. In the first round, you can see Saginaw trying to compete with these teams in the States. It Everyone says, oh, the London Knights, they want to take Fantilli from the London Knights. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. But when you look at Saginaw's facility and you look at these American squads, they're the real deal. They're, now these American teams, it's not a pushover. Remember before when Flint first came into the league, when it was like, oh, why would you want to go play in Flint when you can go play in the USHL? Now it's the opposite. Now you want to go play in the if You want to go play in the Flints. And they're really giving a run to those USHL programs, which is massive because it's not the NCAA they're competing with. It's the USHL to go to the NCAA. So the USHL is the first one. I really I really like the trade for a 10th round pick in 2025. What's a 10th round pick, Reese? For a guy that had 62 points in 36 games in his minor midget year. What's a 10th round pick for that? That's a really good deal. Well, and you can also look at it. What are the odds that 10th round pick stays in Mississauga? Exactly. They they have have three years to move it. Yeah. And that could be a deal next year. We look at the OA situation. Maybe Mississauga adds an OA. You saw a lot of OAs going for for a 10th round pick this year. Look at those deals. We saw some 2024 10th round picks go already. That could be a deal next year where Mississauga I moves. Mean, picks don't stay. Picks yeah. don't stay. Picks mean nothing when you're good because you got to win. So yeah. that's a situation there where Mississauga – it's a good deal for both sides. Mississauga can never get them. And when they get – get, and when Saginaw, they're looking at chops to get a guy like that, really good addition to them as well. And also when you look at a guy like Luke McNamara, the first-round pick last year, a show guest, not a big deal. When you look at guys like that, go – they – Those types of players were front, they played in the states, they got to play games, so they're a big now they're scouting in their home country, which is big for Saginaw. And they're really seeing these kids that are committed to the states come over that they're staying in the states. Obviously, Christy being Canadian that's kind of irrelevant, but (laughs) still, it's still interesting to me, still interesting to me about how Saginaw is doing things over there because I really like it and it's really intriguing to me. I mean, Chris Osgood, he's involved, right. Yeah, until yeah. Starts with yeah. ownership. Yeah, big time in the second half Spirit, Randy Troy, the game you were at. So yeah, that was that was sweet.
1: They had the OHR. So we found day. out about
0: it after the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, no big deal. Not a big deal. It's all good. It was a big um, deal. <laughs> all right, two suspensions. I mean, you know what we need? We need the sound effect of like in the court with the hair. We need we, we need the law and order. Sound effect. Yes, like we down Or whatever. Don't <laughs> Figure it out. We just got a suspension. We just got a suspension. Oh, police clues. We just got a letter. We just got a suspension. Wonder who it is. This week's suspension <laughs> segment is brought to you by the OHL's media notes. Yeah. Thank you. The media notes when you can't find something out yourself. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Uh, Cullen's got a pretty good list here. Landon Sim and Bryce Montgomery of the London Knights each get two games for fighting after a scrum broke out. Um, They're both eligible to return December 17th. 17th. I almost said December 17th. That's hilarious. Tweeter or Twitter? Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) At home against Owen Sound. I mean, this isn't anything new. I think it's mostly every league you hear, all right, we got one fight. We got one fight. Next guys are gone. Next guy, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's that situation. It's unfortunate you got to get a couple games for it, but this, this really isn't anything new. Um, yeah. It's just what is what it is. It is unfortunate, though, when you're a fan of the tough – not the tough guys. I'm, I'm not a fan of fighting for fighting. Like, stage fights are dumb. They are dumb. But
1: pretty sure I am a, stage
0: fighting isn't allowed in the OHL anyway. Well, well, exactly, exactly. I'm just saying that's gone. I I'm know, just I know saying, that. like, I'm a fan of the when a guy gets body checked and it's a questionable hit, you got to be able to police yourself there. And taking that out of the game is just gonna add to more suspension. So I I'm not a fan of taking fighting out of the game, period, but I think that's the direction the league is going with this because fighting after scrums, Reese obviously it depends what the scrum is, but most cases it's kind of I don't I don't like it, but yeah it's eliminating brawls, it's eliminating the ugly stuff. it's okay, but I don't know, Reese growing up, we always going to hockey games, you always remember those games. So those games still sell. Those games still sell. There's fans that go to see the big hits. There's yeah. fans that look at there's the fans that look at the rosters and see, oh, this guy's in the lineup. Navarre Mudder's in the lineup for Hamilton. Ooh, Herbert Jackai's in the lineup for Kitchener there's guys that are looking at those games. I mean, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, Wooly back, Jack Eye back. There's a situation there. First game since there's situations. I'm sure there's warnings in place already for that game tomorrow yeah. night because it might be big at the base shore up in Owen sound, but there's just a bunch of situations where fans look at those games and they want to see those players play because they know it's going to be rough and they're old school hockey fans. And unfortunately i guess for both sides that that's leaving the game and that's the part that is unfortunate but we will uh we'll move on to bigger and better things i guess yeah i mean i hope not but yeah i i, I get your point for sure i mean there there's got to be some way that we can still allow this it's just Guys seem to be taking it too far this year. That's really unfortunate, but... Um, oh, big time. Like you said, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll be all right. Exactly. We'll other times ahead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, suspension number, I guess, three. Joseph yeah. Serpa, the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, two games for fighting. Again, after a fight or scrum, uh, he will return December 15th in Owen Sound. So another guy coming off of suspension. Uh, playing at the Bayshore. This is a fun one, Colin. Simon Motu. Matteo. Matteo. Simon Matteo of the Kitchen Rangers. Again, two games after the scrum and an extra two games for removing an opponent's helmet. Do you remember that time where you – you remember <laughs> yes, that fight where you couldn't remove your own helmet so the two guys removed them for themselves? Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, anyways, he will return December 18th in Erie. Yeah, so misses the extra games. A lot of games yeah. this week for the Kitchener Rangers. On to Mason McTavish, he gets three games for a check to the head, and that's something that we should be eliminating. If we want to eliminate anything, it should be this. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, he's at the World Juniors. It's not going to affect his play there, so um, yeah. December seventeenth, I believe the games will out. be served, even though he's not in Peterborough, and we'll yeah. all move on. <laughs> yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, it just sucks for your record, does? Yeah, like I mean, when you're a drafted player, when you're a first round pick in the Ontario Hockey League, like, does your record in junior really matter unless you do something else? I mean, the chance of Mason McTavish getting another head checking thing or whatever yeah. the situation is is very slim, so. There's yeah, not many like, top three the record, in the but, NHL that go head hunting, so yeah. So, like, yeah, like, I don't think the record really matters toward this National Hockey League record. So oh well. Uh, Erie's Brendan Hoffman gets five games for in, kicking. That's a, yeah, that's got its own personal did see, touch. Did you see that on did you see that in Flint? I haven't oh, seen my. the highlight. I will I will send you the video. I will send you the video. I do have the video, I will send that to you because. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? You just hit some, and then you just then all of a sudden you see you clearly see from the broadcast roof in Flint from across the ice, you see it and make a kicking motion. Why, why kick a player? Like, what goes through your mind to kick a player? I mean, I'm not making fun of him, I'm not like, but like, no, totally, like, but on the ice, the, the game the moves quick. why? There. Why, like, why? It's not necessary, and. It was just odd. Five games is the right punishment, yeah. I think, for kicking somebody. I mean, it's dangerous. I mean, you got metal blades on the bottom of your feet, yeah. like that's dangerous. You you're see literally on. you're literally gliding on knives yeah. on the ice. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. What happens if the guy from Flint's arm comes out and you kick him and then you cut his arm, yeah. wrist? Because you know how players wear gloves; Reese, they are always small, so they can stick handle. There's that skin that shows there between the jersey and the glove. What happens if he kicked him there, and all of a sudden his hand comes out and cuts his hand? Rests there. It's just uh, like a or, lot. or you get or you get a not Richard Zednick situation, and you yeah. get one by the neck. Yeah, like oh. it's not it's it shouldn't be there. Five games is very it's the right amount. It's I don't like. Yeah, but that's that's one to me. Five games is the perfect amount. He'll be back on New Year's at home against Guelph, by the way, on New Year's Eve, December thirty first. But it's a right suspension. For sure, kicking we don't need that at all. A couple from Hamilton, Nathan Stairs, two games for abuse of an official. Now that's one you don't see every day, but we've saw it happens a lot. I think a lot of play, and this isn't. I'm not just talking OHL. I've seen it in the NHL a couple times where I think players get away with a few of the shoves you know the linesman will be in the way and you're just trying to shove the other guy but he's ends up in the way and all oh, you get away with that but i mean you know there's certain situations where you you have a linesman or a referee that's holding back a player and just all of a sudden the player's like let go of me and he shoves him away and you know whether that's actually what was going on with steos not 100 percent sure but um yeah he will sit for two and be back on december 17th against Peterborough. Yeah, and then the next Hamilton one, Reese, uh, did you see the video? I had the video. I think I sent it to you. It's it's a whole shift. Navran mutter for Hamilton, it's still to be determined, but if you quickly, I can explain it, if you can quickly see, watch it. the video. So and mutter gets suspended for abuse of an official, but legit, the length, it's still to be determined, but this could be something that is a 10-gamer because when you look at the shift, there's a situation with Cromie. It was a game against Kingston on Friday night. I believe it was Friday night. There a lot of games this past weekend. But Friday night in Kingston, where Mutter, t- where Mutter takes a run at Chromiak, and then there's a little bit of a sucker punch at our, at our cherry. And it's just like, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. It was a lot like the Arbor Jackeye situation in Guelph where it was like, okay, he's going to get it. Okay, strike three, you're out. But he did it all in one shift, one sequence. And to me, this could be... Navrin Mutter being a repeat offender, Reese. This could be one of those sussies that's five plus games. For a guy that's a repeat offender, this could be possibly 10. Because the boiling point is he got away with two suspensions prior to the abuse of the official. So it could be an eight to ten game suspension for Navyrn Mutter, possibly with what happened. I don't know if you saw it yet, Reese, but where did you send it? Yeah. Ooh, good question. I don't remember you sending it to me directly. I'm looking in the group chat right now. Yep, it's right here. It's it, I sent it to you to your phone. Of course you did. Look at me go. Technology is hard, gentle ladies, and oh, again, hey, we had a major battle with Apple before the show. So that is very true. We'll get into that later on. Yeah, but you can see, you, you can send it to me. Yep. Where? It's I just sent it right now to. You. Oh. I can't use that excuse. Oh, I just sent it to you. No, I sent it at uh, 5.11. But yeah, you can see, you'll see it though in the situation. You'll see all of that racing. We can get back to it. I can can quickly go through the next suspension and let me know, okay? Yeah, Yeah. But Kitchener's Arbor Jack, I just found out yesterday evening, Monday night, that Arbor Jack, guys, suspension is over at three games. He'll be back Wednesday night, as mentioned before. Kitchener, Owen Sound, Wednesday night, tomorrow night, in the Bayshore at Owen Sound. That's an interesting one because it's the first game since the suspension started. So that's going to be an interesting game to watch. Keep an eye out for that one. It might be a rough one, but I'm sure there's been talks with the league all with the league already that says, "Okay, we're we're going to send veteran officials there. We're going to have it under control. We're taking one. We're going to be giving penalties all night." But that situation there, three games, I was kind of surprised after Jack, I got five, but I was kind of surprised Arbor Jack, I got suspended in the first place. So interesting situation, three games. Yeah, that's fine because it was an interesting time. He got suspended in the first place. Reese, you're watching the Never Mutter video. I love every Kingston Frontenac that is mocking him right now. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love Mutter as a player, but that is funny. Same. Yeah. Like I cannot believe. Yeah. That entire shift eh? He, he got away with three or four suspendable offenses in one shift. So that, in my opinion, goes eight to 12 games. Eight to 12 games, in my opinion. I would be very surprised if it's under eight games because he's a repeat offender. Yeah, And he's a multiple repeat offender. It's not just a one-time thing. He's suspended eight games before in Avermutter. Yeah. Eight, eight games, again, it's pretty generous for doing all that in one shift. I will retweet the tweet tomorrow when the show comes out. And you will see it on our Twitter, at the sixty podcast but, interesting there for sure. Yeah. No, that's it's. I get you don't want to have, you want to have a. You're calling the scrums. Like, I I don't know if we're allowed to use the term enforcer anymore. But but. You always want to have a guy that will do that, but oh, you exactly. can't have a guy that. That's over the Whole shift is. <laughs> all like the video, not head hunting, but he's trying to, he's trying to hit guys hard. That video is 58 seconds long. Yeah. So can you and that? And just how Feel bad, bad for, for the rest of the arms are probably tired. Well, like, yeah, but how do you miss the first one in the corner? I mean, Kingston yeah. clearly means <laughs> pretty the bad. Run at, the run at Martin Chromiak was very bad. What happens if Martin Chromiak gets hurt? He's His world juniors are done this season for Kingston's over. Cause that could have been a very, very ugly injury. That was one of the worst ones I've seen in a long time. And I was just very surprised – I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get eight to 12 games. I'd be very surprised if next week we're not talking about his suspension. Yeah. again, yeah, very unfortunate where Hamilton is. They need a guy like and Mutter to shake mm-hmm. things up. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, but – Especially after the Van Loon deal. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, did the crime, so he's going to have to do the time, do the time. unfortunately. Um, exactly. But – Yeah. Yeah. Um, it escalated very quickly, as you heard in the clip to start the show. Do we try again this week, Colin? <laughs> or did no, we not say no. anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to you. I wouldn't say anything if I was you, but I'm not going to say anything either I because anything. I wasn't planning. I okay, had a boy yeah, looking man. out for you because <laughs> uh, I think next week at this time we're talking about Navarre Mutter having a five plus game suspension. I think eight to twelve. I'll retweet the video on the show account at the on 60 podcast. You can see it there on Twitter. Let us know because I think it's eight to 12 Reese. What do you think? Mm, I can see five to seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. I just think it's a multiple, No, repeat I, I, yeah. multiple times. I agree. Offended. It's already been suspended this year too. I believe yeah. in the start of the year. So it's interesting. Just, it's interesting to see. It's, it's just interesting. Like, do you do you base it off of the abusive official? Like, it's, or do you base it off of exactly what it the call on the ice isn't abusive yeah. official? That's what he got the gate for. So, yeah, there's exactly. another thing. Do you look at the situation though? Do you look at the intent to injure at the start? Because there is intent to injure there for sure. And I'm glad there was something called on the play because you can imagine if you're. And obviously, I'm not glad there was going to be some official. But can you imagine if there wasn't? you get away with that? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But it'll be up on the Twitter account for sure. Let us know how many games you think. Reese, you think five to seven? I think eight to 12. They'll probably be in the middle. They'll probably be in the middle now that we yeah. say that. Well, I mean, if this is the same game, they've got it up as two on the OHL website. Yeah. Friday so, night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if two's enough. Yeah, I That's think tough. especially after he's already been suspended. Yeah. Yeah, I think five to seven probably would have been all right. But I mean again, it's how you judge abusive officials. If you're gonna give Nathan if if the whole point of the suspension was abusive officials, then you can't give him any more than you gave Nathan Staos. So yeah, um, exactly. Now it's tough. It's a fine line, right? So yep. Um, On to the players of the right. week, or you see? Yeah, yeah, might as well get to that and then just go right into our uh
1: um, featured uh, final,
0: game get, Yeah, our final break featured game By the way, I just got distracted uh, Former Guelph Storm and current Detroit Red Wing Robbie Fabry has just signed a three-year contract extension Worth an annual value of $4 million Hey, congrats, get that bag Atta boy, good place that. to play Obviously yeah. everyone will have heard that by the time yeah. they hear this But but one thing cares? about that one thing, that one thing about that though Robbie Fabry wears a really good number so that's cool i'll probably okay, i'll probably so in this shirt. week's ohl player <laughs> this week's <laughs> ohl player <laughs> you just look at the 14th down yeah right <laughs> but uh yeah this week's uh, ohl player of the week lucas Edmonds of the kington Frontenacs. Max reach He had a heck of a week that's for sure yeah 12 points that's not bad eh? over three games plus six rating as well so um <laughs> yeah, nice week I mean, Kingston, they're right up there. So there's going to be a lot of front necks who are in contention for the player of the week honor. Uh, so it'll yeah, be really sure. fun. Ob- obviously, yeah. I thought this man was <clears> going to <throat> get it. Like Jordan Frasca, back-to-back hat tricks. Like, I mean, holy yeah, I crap. Thought, that's who I thought, too. That's who I thought was going to get it, too. But Edmunds it was well-deserved. He looked really yeah. good throughout the whole weekend, sort of Frasca for that matter. But, yeah, it was a close second for Frasca. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, Logan Morrison also in the conversation as well. He had three goals, four assists, uh, seven points, and was a plus seven in three Hamilton Bulldogs games this weekend. OHL Goal Turner of the Week, we've kind of already mentioned it. Uh, Matt Guzda as an ad plays with Matt Guzda highlights coming afterwards. Um, not sure if anyone heard that. I don't think they did. Yeah. He had a record of 2 and0 with a 0.96 goals against average, a save percentage of 9.67. And then of course he had that shutout up in North Bay uh, for our featured game. Yeah. And, and he had close company as well. Yeah. on sure. Marty Williamson, he is winning this trade right now. Oh, well, for sure, for sure, it's a good deal for both sides. I think if Owen South can draft well, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, it's we won't know time to be determined, but Matt yeah. Goose is a very good goalie. He's one of the best goaltenders in this hockey in the league. So, very good move for sure for Marty Williams. And I mean, hey, for the very Colts, it's in the now anyway. So, yeah, it is a good deal for them, and you yeah. get a top goaltender in the OHL for that. Good deal. Yeah, also in contention for this Xavier Medina, who started to play really well very for the good. Spitfires. Um, back. Yeah, returned from an injury, went 3 and 0 with a goals against average of 1, save percentage of 967. I mean, what else can you ask for? Um, yeah. Windsor's Windsor's got to get some ground back on Sault Saint-Murray and I still think they have a really good shot at winning the division, so um nice to see Medina to start. Uh, bounce back from an injury going 3 and 0. Oh for um, sure. And then Owen Bennett, the Guelph Storm, he was 2-0 with a .55, goals against average, save percentage of 9.77. And he had a 27-save shutout in London. Yeah, massive four-point game for the Guelph Storm. That's one of the situations. We mentioned it last week and the week before on the show, about Jacob Oster and Owen Bennett, the competition. Now Bennett, being the veteran in that mix, is starting to take the range a little bit. And he's starting to play to the expectations, what the Guelph Storm had on him. Very good job so far by Bennett. Way to change his season around. He looked really well, really good. And uh, he had a really good week. All, Both of those guys are well-deserving to win the award as well. All right, time for another break. When we come back, final segment of the show, uh, we will get to our final, final featured game uh, before the Christmas break. And we will look back on our first two years as a podcast. Those two topics are next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60 follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm along with Colin Ward final segment of the show. As we will chat about our final featured game of 2021, our final featured game as the Owen sixty podcast. Didn't realize it, but we're taking the week off in between Christmas and New Year's. So good yeah, one, Reese. So um, More content though out of the break. Yeah, oh yeah, be a lot of content uh, for this game. It is taking place Wednesday, December fifteenth. Seven o'clock start up at the Bay Shore. It is the Kitchener Rangers and Owen Sound Attack. Two teams that will go into this game separated by just three points in those Western Conference standings. Kitchener sitting in seventh place right now, 24 points on the year, an even 500 record, 12 and 12. Owen Sound Attack up in fifth. They are 12, 10, 1 and 2, 27 points. On the season for them. Both teams are minus in the goals for against category. Uh, Owen Sound on the year, they are minus six. The Kitchener Rangers are minus three. And with the returns of players from suspensions, this could be really interesting. And Colin, first stat you brought up to me for this game was penalty minutes. Yeah, who is near the top in penalty minutes? Jack Jacki versus Andrew Parrott, two veteran D in the league. Fun one. I mean, it's a fun one. They're both old-school players. Is that the featured matchup, Jacki and Parrott? I mean, they're both defensemen. Hey, I'll tell you right now, two show guests, Gavin Bryant, the first time first time, Gavin Bryant on a featured game, I believe, this yeah. year. It's the first time we've had on sound. So, Gavin Bryant, welcome to the featured game, the intern. He's a. He's like the most all-time guest. I think he's had the most appearances to, i think think to, yeah Yeah, we had jonah on twice Reed twice and gavin three times yeah so gavin gavin's the leader he's a club leader he'll be on again too for the sandbagger but we'll get to that we'll get to that we'll get to that in about two minutes but yeah the penalty leaders jack eye for kitchener Parrot for owen sound 12.8 penalty minutes a game for uh kitchener 11.8 11.8 for Owen Sound. So two heavyweight teams. I Honestly, I really like watching Owen Sound play. Their record isn't near the top in the league, but they're a fun team to watch, and they work hard every single game. Kitchener's starting to put it together, too. They're on a roll of late. So that's a fun one. Definitely tune into the Instagram and Twitter for that one because it's going to be an exciting game, and I can't wait to see the Bay Shore fired up. Yeah, this will be the fourth meeting of the season between the two clubs. Owen Sound took the first one on november 6th that was a 4-1 final at the bay shore then it would be the attack taking one at the odd just six days later on the 12th of november uh 4-2 final in that one and then it would be the rangers getting their first win against Owen sound this season uh december 3rd so not too long ago about 11 12 days ago uh that one was a 4-3 final at the kitchener memorial auditorium so it's going to be a fun one. Teams are close in the standings. It's still early. Obviously, there's lots of points up for grabs, but you know, I mean, this, these are the games you have to win if you want to be in the top five in your conference and competing because well, your division means a lot. So, uh, big time that Midwest, too. That Midwest, yeah, it's, it's exactly. the Wild West. It's the Wild West for a reason. We need like the country western music, like the desert music, the country Joe West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Joe West was a ref? Oh, no. Yeah, not good. No. Not a a good umpire. He He wouldn't be a good ref. He would not be. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, so make sure you tune in. Twitter, Instagram, at the Owen60 podcast. December 15th, 7 o'clock start at the Harry Lumley Bayshore Community Center. Kitchen Rangers are taking on the Owen Sound attack. Gotta love the Bayshore. Can't wait. Coming up this final, December 17th, we will hit the two-year mark um, of the podcast. Yeah, I guess it's our final show before then, so might as well do it now. Uh, let's look back. What are we – what did we like about the first two years? First what, two what, years? What stands out for you, Colin? A couple of things. You can you can name a couple of things. Yeah, so it's tough. I mean, obviously the effects are fun. I mean, you pick the Russian goal, I do a T, and I remember in the studio playing like the sirens and stuff, just fired out. Yeah. Remember playing? It? Oh, I forget the song we played. We were playing. It? Remember when I figured out how to put like the cord connected to the boards, and like we just played music out of the breaks. I forget what songs I used to play though. I, got, I probably got it on my laptop. But oh yeah, something. yeah. Anyways, though that's a fun memory. The effects, obviously. Featured game, the road trips are fun. I mean, just yeah. shoot the breeze, just shoot the breeze. I mean, we're big fans of a uh, five goal, five goals of Buffalo Wild Wings. So that's that's right very here. true. With a Hamilton win and five goals, five free wings. You'll see, us. You'll see us. you there. Yep. But yeah, that's a yeah, fun. Yeah, Ancaster, one. If you're at the Bulldogs game,
1: and they score Bay five goals. we'll be
0: there after. Yeah, meet and greet. Meet. Oh, sixty meet and greet. We'll take it over. We'll take it over. But yeah, it's a. It's been fun. It's been a real fun two years, and uh, to th- there's a lot. The sandbagger was fun. Yeah, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, there's just too many. Obviously, the first guest, the first guest, there's Hunter Jones. Having Hunter yeah. Jones, the first player guest, that was the best part. Because I remember sitting in the studio. they are like, okay, we're ready for guests. So when COVID hit, when COVID hit, our strategy was not to say it. No, it's over. Our strategy was let's get player voices out there. Let's get let's talk to players. Let's have fun. Let's showcase the players. That's what our league is. Players yeah. and our fan, and our fans in the league who support the league want to hear from the players. So let's hear us have blonde moments. Well, myself have blonde moments with players on. <laughs> so Hunter Jones to me has to be the cool one when he told us so many stories. I don't think we could ever have a better first guest as a player. Than Hunter Jones I don't think we get because he was so honest with us I mean yeah. and we appreciate that and uh Hunter Jones the Hunter Jones the first player guest to me was probably the best part because we worked hard we worked hard and we knew we were ready to have a player on and we knew why we needed the player on why we wanted to have players on because that's what the league is and that's what the fans want to see so that's what we try to do and we still try to do it throughout the summer we'll do it this summer as well but Hunter Jones coming on when he told that story about COVID and obviously we don't like talking about COVID because it's out of our control and no one wants to hear about that. Anyways, we're a hockey show, not a news show. So we talked, we talked about when he was sitting in the player's lounge and everyone's like, okay, we'll be back. And this is so relatable to every single person in this world because when this, when COVID first broke out, I remember saying, okay, maybe we'll be be back in studio in two weeks. Well, next thing you know, it's two years later. It's been, it was wild to think. And then, For him to just mention, like, they're sitting in the lounge, and so many people can relate to this. They're sitting in the lounge, and the players are like, okay, we'll be back next week, maybe next month, but we'll be back, right? And then when Hunter said, like, when he just said to the guys, and this is something that the fans will really like to hear, Hunter just said to the Peterborough guys, this might be it. What happens if we're never back again? What happens if it's over? It's done like that. And to hear that story when they were just ready to pack the bus to head to Sudbury that night, I think, I believe they were going, no, Sudbury was going to Peterborough. They were hosting Peterborough and hosting Sudbury. And the stories like that is wild. And that's Hunter Jones's last ever moment in Peterborough. That's yeah. his last ever moment as a Pete sitting in the lounge is a lot. That could be the last thing you ever said to a teammate on a game day. Well, it is the last thing. Because they hadn't had a game day since yeah. as that unit and his last message was what happens if it's over. So that's a story that really stuck to me. And it was just really cool to have a guy like Hunter Jones on the show and, uh, Every single person we've had on the show that's contributed to the show that helped us out a ton, we appreciate it like crazy. It's been, it's always a treat to talk, to chat with anybody from around the league. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that that's why I think our draft show is the most fun. Is you know, you know, we get more than you know as as we go throughout the summer. It's you know, we have a guest on. Of course, we're every other week because. there's really no point in going every week. We would run out of things to talk about, um, despite the name bracket, which is also something that's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we get we get that draft show, and we have, like, three, four guests on. You know, okay. this past the year, players, we had Joel yeah. Vanderland on the whole time with us, so that was fun. Who are you? Um, you know, you get guys like Ben Leeson who just – is unbelievable in covering you know all Sudbury sports but in terms of us the Sudbury Wolves like he was great yeah I mean Reed Duffy's always good we had Calamang on this past year like you know looking back Daryl Smart that was such a fun chat that's such Geography guy. like that was such that's an underrated time. chat in my opinion like we can talk about how many great players we've had on the show but like to hear the junior B perspective and kind of the guys who need that extra year or two at the, you know, a little bit lower level than the OHL. Like that, that was a fun chat with Daryl. And like, you you look back at that, and And that was our first draft show. Right. So it was, you know, to hear that and and to chat with him about that was a lot of fun. And Daryl mentioned Ryan Van Etten, Simcoe Ontario native, Simcoe Ontario native. He goes to Flint in this training camp, and he's one of the, in their top five in testing for the Flint Firebirds this year bang on with that pick bang on with that pick so yeah that was a really underrated one too really good geography guy yeah oh yeah yeah it's it's usually all the county guys are like oh yeah this rural road goes to that rural road into that small town and it's like hey um, yeah how many years don't do ask me be on this earth to know every rural road known to man yeah <laughs> right don't how ask uh, me I mean, yeah. There's been a there's been a lot of fun moments in the first two years, and of course, it's all about the people who listen. I mean, like we said, we only exactly. have Linktree for what? How long? Like
1: it's seven, so or eight
0: months, and we've got eight thousand yeah. listens or, or whatever they call it. Like it's yeah. like in in that amount of time is unbelievable. I mean, we see the numbers on you know Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud collects it all for me, so I don't gotta you know go to different websites, which is awesome. Um, We see the support. I mean, it it continues to grow. The followers are starting to come on Twitter and Instagram, and it's just – Interaction, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. And, I mean, we're we're pumped about the the new opportunity that we have coming in the new year, joining the Hamilton Bulldogs Audio Network. So, as something drops upstairs, if anyone heard that. um, That was actually kind of loud. Holy crap. Um, all good. <laughs> um <laughs> all good. But yeah, I mean it's gonna yeah, as fun as this two years was, it's gonna be a good third year and a fourth year, and hopefully a fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth. You know, the Lebron, not three, not four, not, four. not, five, not five, not six, <laughs> not seven, <laughs> even though he wasn't even there longer than four. Um, but yeah, no, it all goes to the listeners, so um. You know, from us, from Joel, you know, who's put up some really good articles on our website. Um, Thank you, everyone, for engaging with us uh, on the show, on the website. Uh, it's a lot of fun. here to win championships. Not one, championship Here you go, Reese. Tell us about that. Not two, not three, not four, not five, nice. not six, not ten. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? right there we got it. all right we got the clip <laughs> so i guess happy birthday to us december 17th on the friday two years of the Owen yeah. 60 podcast uh, that is it for episode 75 75 episodes in two years not bad yeah, that's decent that's decent i like right. that pretty good eh like probably could have been yeah. probably could have been a hundred if there was a season last year because we would have gone every week yeah we would have been at 110 yeah, probably. I believe one hundred and ten, I think. So, yeah, math. Do you have a calculator Boom! in front of you, or are you Albert Einstein? Just an iPad. Oh, okay. But, no. Boom. As I did the mind blown, like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I blow my own mind. Yes. Yeah. Who would have thought? Hey, two years of the Wings Goal Horn. Ah. Right. Right. Yeah. Episode seventy-five. We are done. We will be back next week. World Junior Championship Preview Show. Since we'll have yeah. no featured game to preview, yeah, we're going to talk World Juniors. and It's going to be really fun. So oh, yeah, make sure well. you tune in. Pronouncing again. names. Pronouncing oh, names. Oh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> we're going to do that. I had to practice two days in advance last year for the Finns, the Swedes, and the Russians. I'm in trouble this year. So I'm going to have to practice on, like, Friday. Like, But then it's hard when there's games being played for the l so this might be interesting so be heads fun, up for eh? the names heads up for the names yeah. yeah again uh wednesday this wednesday 7 p.m kitchen rangers own sound attack stay tuned at the on 60 podcast on twitter and instagram we'll have the updates for you throughout the game that is it we will chat in seven days <laughs>